Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Let's get ready to get this in. I know you're looking for how to get out of bed, but we're going to transition here because the season just changed. Did y'all feel that? I felt that the season absolutely changed. So we're going to change with the season and we're going to start doing buzz it or bash it. I know it's my Saturday, but you know, when we do how to get out of bed, we start talking, we get to going and we start covering all kinds of topics and so I'm like you know what I just need to go ahead and come with it and come with buzz it or bash it and we're on a couple of platforms but do understand I got I got a oh actually I'm sitting listen y'all I am not in the bed I am actually sitting at the desktop I'm listen keyboard that's a keyboard I'm sitting and make it so bad I'm sitting at the desktop but I still went went and grabbed another phone because I was like oh I need to be able to look up um, this information that I wanted to share. And I'm like, wait a minute, you sitting at the desktop and I went and got a second phone because I love doing everything. Cause one, everything is on my phones and this it's so hard to go from the phone to the desktop. One it's it's Microsoft. So it takes forever. But anyway, I'm like, Oh my God, let me, let me do this. So I wanted to do buzz it or bash it. Like I said, we normally will come in and it's how to get out of bed and it's dealing with the anxieties and the depressions and all those kinds of things coming out of trauma and all those things. And we've done it. We, we, we started on book two. We've done book one. It was 90 amazing episodes. We started on book two. And even though I feel like everything has been said and done and we can always go back and reference uh, what we've talked about and what we've been through and so forth. Um, and there are going to be some days, hopefully, that it's a slow news day and we just do uh, how to get out of bed. But there are always those days when how to get out of bed, we get on a topic because we're trying to figure out, like, what's keeping us from getting out of bed? Uh, the world, uh, the headlines, things that are happening around us. It's not even necessarily happening to us, but also it's causing us trauma and post-traumatic and so forth. We are post-traumatic. Don't let anybody tell you we are not. Even if even if you've never personally experienced any of these things, especially in the world of social media, and you scroll your timeline yesterday, and you saw all of your post-traumatic friends, and they're they're telling you they're bringing you into their trauma, even the exciting stuff. Some, in fact, I saw a post this morning that said, "Somebody, please share with me your good news." Well, the good news is, buzz it or bash it, uh, will become our daily. Okay, and then how to get out of bed will become something we do. On those lonely, slow days, you know, but luckily, thanks to the friends that I have, hey, guess what? I was able to get out of bed this morning and go ahead and face this week. And I want to talk about it because I, I want to podcast about these things because I can't get it all in the tweet. I can't even get it all in the Facebook thing. I'm, I'm no longer running a website. Uh, although I do have an email newsletter that comes out three times a week. That's why on your screen, if you're catching this in the live environment while I tape this podcast, 
you will be able to go over to dryerbus.com and subscribe. Listen, if subscribing ain't your thing, leave me the hell alone, okay? Because you are you are marginalizing, disenfranchising. You are skewing the numbers. So if subscribing ain't your thing, you only hit that button after we like go after we cut off, so that we don't see that you like enjoyed the good live content. I'm telling y'all, people in so in this social media world, they got all kind of hangups out here and then they wonder like well how can we never we never progress how can we never get that uh because y'all got some trouble up in your dna and it's in your dna and i have done the research and found out the reason why we can't fix a lot of this stuff because it's just who you are it's in your tribe it's in your dna it's in your hue it's in your nature human nature whatever it is you want to subscribe to it that's the problem that is the problem and i'm going to talk about Something that we didn't talk about yesterday, 24 hours ago, that we really should have seen more presence on. And uh, and I don't know what it's going to take. And I, 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 it's, I kept looking at the date. Like, I know this date is something, um, but I, I was trying to remember a whole lot of other things. And so I don't know if you depended upon me. And for those of y'all who depended upon me, y'all know I don't apologize. And I don't give off any kind of disclaimers. But if you depended upon me... I'm sorry because I was I had so much on my calendar uh, for yesterday, and I and I'm saddened. I'm not sorry. I'm saddened that these things don't int- they aren't as interwoven into our lives as they should be. And this is something we're gonna speak about because we're all accountable to this. And and you all look sideways at a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I know you're looking sideways at me. I'm just saying, and I know y'all expected me to do it, but. You know, I ain't as as men love to say, I ain't a man. Okay, I'm not a man. So I'm trying to figure out how come all the men I were around yesterday, how come this wasn't as important? And but one of you were. Now again, if, because you shared it in social media, social media didn't show it to me till this morning, and I can full on see that you made a point of discussing it yesterday. And I want to talk about Skip Mason, who um who is making sure that many of these things don't just vanish from our lives. And he has a wonderful group called Skip Mason's Vanishing Black Atlanta, which is truly vanishing. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those things too. But first, before we get into this already six minutes, I want to, I'm going to bear with me. I, I'm trying to do a little something, something with my screen here as I try to uh, bring on some of these topics. There's one. And I think this is another, and then I'm going to release, release, release. I know I'm talking to myself, trying to learn some new edits there. All right. Uh, Representative Cummings uh, passed, and so you're going to see that all up and down and through your timeline. Uh, 68 years old, 68 years old, um, have been suffering some health challenges, and, and uh, Representative, it's what, let me see. As you as you will recall, and a lot of these people, new people know, new new people in Devon in politics, like myself and others. Hold on. Take a sip of my lemonade. And I was going to let the dog hang out, um, but he got started before I could even get started. Because he and I need to spend some time together. I've been so busy. But Representative Cummings, um, as you will know, one of the many people that Trump attacked so let me go. What I'm going to do is buzz it or bash it is we go over to the dryer bus page um, on Facebook and don't act like you ain't got Facebook. I know that's nothing. People are trying to act like they're not on Facebook, but then they come up to you and they talk about half the stuff you posted. I thought you weren't on Facebook. Lies, lies. There's a report out there that says 99% of us 
uh, on Facebook. You know if there's a report, I know. So, let me go over here. In fact, let me, while I'm over here, let me get this good share on. I'm going to share and I'm going to do a watch party. Because, you know, people, people, you know how they is. They be tripping. They be tripping. Okay, come on, start the watch party so I can get back. All right, so now I'm, I'm going to come out of it. Hold on. This is live and interactive. All right, so Representative uh, Elijah Cummins was a civil rights icon, y'all, as well as a strong and passionate advocate for justice, rest in power. Congressman Cummings, uh, this is a huge loss for the nation, and that is from a Facebook page called Black Voters Matter. You hear the dog shaking it up in there. And I trust trust this page because I got it from off a trusted source, and I shared it uh, on on dryer buzz black voters matter and you need to be you need to be mindful and careful of facebook pages that you are liking and sharing because they are out there mimicking mimicking trusted pages and so that one i think we can we can trust just looking at some of the names of the people that have have liked the page and so we definitely want to make sure that we pay homage um to this brother who has represented his area and, as you know, um, caught some slack from calling out Trump. All right, and talking about calling out Trump, let me see if I can do this here. I'm going to put that one over there. Nancy Pelosi waving that, shaking that finger at Trump, and apparently he he tweeted the photo. She then took the photo and made it the, I hope you guys can see it. Um, She tweeted the photo, and she made the photo, her cover photo, on her Facebook Okay, but, you know, Nancy is trying to get all of Washington behind the impeachment of Donald Trump. So we got we got two things that are going on. We got we got the the Dems debate, which I did not watch. I'm not impressed with many of them. And I'm still trying to figure out why there's still so many. And I understand that we're at a time in our country where everybody ought to be engaged. Hell, we all need to be running for running for president. Um, but the Dem, Dems debate, another one happened. I think it was on, I forget where it was, CNN or maybe CNN. or I don't know if it was, I think it was CNN. Uh, I caught a little bit of it online. Um, the discussion that went down my timeline was what they were saying for about HBCUs and what every president, every administration has an HBCU initiative. Um, and I think, I think the problem that a lot of our HBCUs face is that they are private schools. Many of them are not state schools. And so they're not doing, they're not doing as well as even though they're still turning out amazing, excellent, uh, product, they, they, they all seem to be hovering around many of them always teetering on whether or not they need to uh and there's always this talk of combining them um and and again vanishing you know there's so much about us that's vanishing that we need to keep an eye a mind an eye on that and it really it really comes down to the fact that these schools have to go to Washington um uh, for their survival simply because we we just ain't decided that we're gonna tax ourselves ourselves tax tax ourselves enough um, that they have such a stronger hold stronger footing foundation. Um, no matter no matter the students and things like that that they turn out, just go look at the endowments. That's where it is, and so therefore they're beholden to Washington. No matter who 
uh, the president is because if things change by what things change by way of a government funding that goes to schools and the and these schools depend all schools depend on that, um, but all schools have other ways to supplement when depending on who's in office and how important education is to that person that's in office. And you see who we have in office at the time that I'm recording this. For those of you in the future, uh, Donald Trump was president and education was not his strongest point. And, uh, and even those he's placed on that. So even, even his administration has a HBCU initiative, but anyway, back to the impeachment and back to the Dems, I'm still trying to envision one of these people. When I, when I talk about envision a president, I envision the person that has to go around the world and, and, and represent us. I, and I know, I know what we have currently, you know, but we can't, Hillary made that mistake. Like, there's no way I have to truly campaign against this guy. There's no way he's going to win. But he he found a but even though that wasn't his base, he found a base of absolute hate. Now the man is ignorant, no doubt. I mean, he he can't prove that otherwise yet. Um, but he might be facing we might be facing a, a second term with him simply because we're still looking at such a broad base. Um, we're still looking at each person coming with uh, a a few issues here and there. Then you got a whole bunch of talking points and nobody really stands out. It's like, Oh, you know, I think Biden, I know he got back in the race because there was this overwhelming demand, but he, he doesn't look good in this race. Uh, he, he doesn't look good without Obama by his side. And unless he's going to have a vice president named Barack Hussein Obama, it's like, I don't know that he's going to, I don't know that he's going to win over. Um, of course, you know, people are concerned about, uh, Bernie Sanders and the health issues, but it's like, Hey, once you become president, you get, you get, you are kept alive. <laughs> Let's just say that. So you gotta, you know, like, think about that. I mean, with all the things and Bernie, b- both Bernie and Biden have ran a number of times and never really truly impressed the American people to, to make them president. And, you know, and Biden is like, you know, it, that was a good team for him and Barack Obama. But see, they, in my opinion, and only my opinion, I guess, made this deal with Hillary. It's like, okay, you go ahead and concede. You know, we're going to hand this to you. And they did. They they did their two terms, and they handed it off to her, and she lost. And she's still running around here trying to figure out, like, well, I think I lost because of this. I mean, at this point, you need to know why you lost. You don't appeal to the people. But actually, and, and, and you, you got all the votes. But you didn't get the elect- electorate, so you weren't elected, you know. And then at the same time, you conceded uh, at, a, at a certain time when it probably could have been fought. So, you know, and, and she's still thinking, like, maybe I could have said this. You still don't You still don't even align with the reasons people said they really didn't want to vote for you in the first place. I mean, you lost to Donald Trump. So, and now she's thinking, over there talking about Trump better not make her get back in the race. And I'm like, I don't think he's, uh-uh. we, we're not trying to hear that. Go sit down, go sit down, go sit down. Um, so that is going on. If you didn't catch the Dems debate, if you want to pund it to make it make sense, because, um, you know, Kamala, I don't see her as president. Um, Cory Booker, um, you know, and then and a lot of times we look at, we look, we have such a wide base like that. We think, oh, well, they want attention. They want to be selected vice president. But, you know, nobody gets in this race to be vice president. They get in the race to win, to find, to see if they have a base, uh, a base strong enough to, to propel them into the office of president. And I think while I think that 
yeah, it's time to have a woman president, um, simply because women are brilliant, smart, and, you know, and I mean, I just think, I just think it's time, but with what, what, what are we working with? What are we working with? And it's not, it's just not enough. And, um, I'm hearing a lot of talking points and people trying to say what we all want to hear. But my thing is this, and this is where I drew the line. And I was like, I'm not even going to watch this debate. I'm like, all of these people for the most part are currently elected to a office right now. And yet they come to this Come, come before us now saying they got these great plans. And I'm like, okay, well, show me where you have done that, right? And first of all, let me say this about talking to us about issues close to us right now, which are the police issues. We know that the president don't necessarily handle that. Barack Obama, while president, had something called 21st century policing where he worked closely with a number of mayors to figure out what was going on because it is those mayors who appoint these police chiefs who appoint all them other positions up under there, including the training, which we deem to be the problem, the most problematic part. Like where are these other cops who are out there killing people, where are they getting their training from? Are they coming through the same training? But then we see this National Police League and hear some of the speak that they have. And I'm like, wait, are they having separate training somewhere? Because I, we're not understanding. And this thing is not being solved. In fact, those mayors who served on Barack Obama's uh, 21st century policing, all of them almost immediately had issues within their districts. All of them, Baltimore, Baltimore's mayor was on that panel. Uh, Georgia, um, we had a top cop on that, on that 21st century policing. And I don't know where he vanished to talk about vanishing. Um, uh, what was it? Sacramento was on there. They had an issue. All of them, it was almost like a retaliation type thing. Never mind what went on in Ferguson and, and other places and things like that. So, um, and, and believe it or not, and now, and I'm just going to talk about this a little bit. Um, there's something called the law of the gun. And this is a law that's not practiced in the United States and the top, top cops, chiefs and top cops were taken pretty much around the world, um, to, uh, Iceland, Amsterdam, and some a uh, couple other places where where they just don't experience this kind of retaliation going on, uh, genocide going on with the police department, where the numbers sky are sky high in the first few months of the year of shootings like this. And so they took these top cops over there, and they got to meet with other top cops. I mean, like police departments where. Just because you join the police force doesn't mean you get a gun. You you don't get the will to you don't get the will to kill. You know you just don't get it. And uh, and go out there. This is a YouTube video that there was a documentary made up about these people going and, and visiting these other countries and seeing countries where they still they have violence, they have drug problems, they have uh, bad communities, good communities, and so forth. But their policing tactics, the people, their people are not over police and underprotected and they have they had tactics and one of them was I think it's called a, either seventeen feet or twenty one feet. Um and, and the fact that everybody didn't get a doesn't get a gun and 
and you know they never roll up just one cop or two or you know they if it if it's depending on the kind of situations they got all these tactics of de-escalation and so they tried to they tried to tell but you know what happened when they took the top cops and the top cops didn't look anything like their communities uh of course that it don't translate right when you only pouring into a certain sec- sector who look like the killers and they going to come back and stop killing no no. So when they came back, we just didn't, we, the de-escalation did not happen. And it still has not, has not happened. When we saw, we see a young woman, um, gunned down in, in, in four seconds, you know, and then, and then we just oppose that to a video on social media where there's a guy, he gets all day to taunt a police officer, swing at a police officer's weapon in his hand. Okay, and it's just like it's like the hypocrisy. It's like I can't even find. I don't even know the word. Even after we take the videos and put them side by side, you can take a video of white officers dealing with a white person. And the amount of time that they are able to they they amount of time given to that situation. All uh, you can take that one video and you could take all of the killings happened this year, last year, the last five years, and run that in a side-by-side video, and the black people are dead, 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 dead. It just, that's how fast they're dying. And the video over here, the cop is like, please stop. Please don't. Please don't. Come on. Let's not do this. I mean, there's a video out. Let me tell you about some of the videos. Let me, let me, let me take Nancy Pelosi off here, because she ain't doing a damn thing about it either. So let me, let me put that up there right quick. Okay. So let me do this. Okay. So, um, there was a video and this is like back in the beginning of YouTube because it was like the beginning of YouTube. First of all, there was a whole ass TV show called on true, true TV or something like that, that I'm like, there's some, first of all, television period. Television period is like the basis of the hypocrisy where you can literally like look at it and see like all like the show snap. Cops, all of these things. You, you, these people. This is enough content out there for them to have all these television networks to show the ills that people do, uh, that white people do, that non-black people do, and just opposed to the innocent deaths of, of black people. And it's like nobody, like who doesn't see this? And it's this. Scary part is, is that people see it, but they still want this favor. They still want this benefit, right? When you hear this thing where it says blacks are twice as likely to die, that means that everybody's dying. Cops are out here killing everybody. They're just killing black people at twice the number. So where's the rest of the number? Why do these people, they don't protest it. And, and Steve Harvey said something so wrong on his show this morning. He was like, this didn't happen in a white neighborhood. Stop telling people it don't happen in a white neighborhood because it does. It does. We had one right here in the neighborhood down the road. There was a guy, police showed up and they shot him and the family was like, they, they argued that night, but the next day it was like, okay, clean that up. Let's go back. The neighbors are watching. It's daytime. I mean, I went out, I went out one thing. There was a guy who went over to the grandparents house. He wanted some money for whatever and got into it with the, the grandmother and the step grandfather and tried to kill them both. And they were out there, they were like, get this cleaned up, this neighborhood, they want to go jogging in the morning, 
uh, we got to be out of here. And I was like, because, you know, I know some of the news crews. I'm like, and then dude was like, they telling us to pack it in. I'm like, what? Y'all not going to be out here all night? Y'all not going to be out here for the next three days at this house? Okay. All, all the way, all the white shirt. Do you realize all the white shirts showed up to this crime? That mean they got out of bed, put on their best uniform to come out here and investigate this. Who was, who lived here? Because it was on the golf course, mind you. And I'm like, wait a minute, who, whose house is this? They, they're telling us to pack it in. We got to go. Tape, tape, tape has to come down before sunup. No, this can't even be a crime scene in the morning. Oh, okay, but I'm going to leave it up. I don't know about y'all. I'm coming back. I came home at 4 o'clock in the morning. I think by, I got up by 4 o'clock, and I went right back to that neighborhood, and you could not tell there was a double attempted murder, one homicide uh, that happened there. The grandfather died. The grandmother was clinging to life, and I don't know if she survived. Ain't no family rolled up. Ain't nobody rolled up crying. Ain't nobody, where's my mama? Where's my daddy? None of that, honey. And let me tell them folks out there jogging. They was jogging like, uh, uh, who you? I'm telling you. For sale, so clean that up. Uh, sell it. Do whatever you got to do. Right? Neighborhood association will be here in the morning. All this has to be gone. Hypocrisy hypocrisy it's it's a it's a hypocrisy but it's it, you can't even deal with the hypocrisy of it because it's like we're we just dying and and this young woman and they over there now trying to find a def, trying to come up with a defense for this man where she pointed a gun okay there was some wrestling on her back on her outside of her house there was some wrestling out. she 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 had a license to carry she was getting ready to protect her castle Oh, she doesn't get castle doctrine because he was a cop. Well, he didn't specify he was a cop. He said, put your hands up. You don't know who telling you to put your hands up. You don't, she only had four seconds to even like, like how fast is the speed of sound? Did she hear it yet? She heard a noise. She's like, wait, let me figure out what's going on out here. Dead. And now we got to, now you got to tell people, oh, please don't, don't, don't neglect jury duty. You know, make sure you go, honey, the grand jury is already sitting. They just bring the cases in, cases in, cases in. You don't know who they are. And, and they, they, they're going to be like, hey, it's another police officer. And, Lord, let me tell y'all, Crump, somebody said uh, Crump has a book out there called Open Season. Well, why Crump ain't closed it? He's been out there long enough. He's got these black women taking him on tour, this black pain tour. Taking them to here. They just took him down to Steve Harvey. Saying this, so I'm like, ladies, can y'all stop? Y'all don't need to be on tour. You need to be in Washington every day. And I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you what you, I'm gonna tell you what you need not do. Is y'all don't need to be like on tour. Stop going around to these chicken dinners. Stop going around to these grand hotels talking about this thing. And, and come on and go talk to these young people. Go get some of these people uh, on the police force. You know, there was a time, history needs to repeat itself, where black people had to, you had to become the law. You got to become lawmakers. We just lost a lawmaker. We just lost a lawmaker. And it's, they've been, law, of course, they've been lawmakers for like 50 years, and yet we're still dealing with some of the same things that they ran for office. And I'm like, I can't, I can't take it. Buzz it or bash it. I mean, literally, like, like buzz it or bash it. Like, it's exhausting. 
it, it is, it's, it's exhausting because it's like, and let me tell you, and black women are arming themselves because there's so much aggression towards us right now, uh, in this Trump era and, and, and from everybody, y'all, you have, you have no idea. You don't even know you walking past somebody in a grocery store, let alone trying to go to the golf course. Now I know that's a, that's a leap there, but I'm just saying, I, 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 I went to blog about a, year, a couple of years ago. I went to blog about black women who just trying to go golfing. And when I tell you the aggression shown by white males on the, on the golf course, like they, they call it microaggression. It just means that the black woman didn't, didn't fight back. You, like, I just, I got this club in my hand, you know, I, I'm just, I don't want to catch a case. But I remember when we were in the clubhouse and, and everybody was getting ready, they were preparing up to go tee off and different things. like. And this white woman walked by me and she said, she whispered, she's like, I'm so glad, I'm about to whisper, she said, I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad you guys are here. And by the time I could turn around, she was speeding off. And I'm like, damn, she like, you could have come over and just talk to us. And, you know, it was because it was it was a black woman's day out kind of thing. Right. And uh, and, and, the, and the white guys, you know, they walked by, they was huffing and puffing, you know, like we just all in the, in the way or whatever, you know. And there was one I was there was this group. Right. You know, they had the little golf trail or whatever. So here's what they did. And I guess they call it cute. But it was aggression. And let me tell you, it's a lot of things y'all think are cute, but it's aggression. You just don't know it. Or they didn't tell you it's aggression. They told you maybe it was an icebreaker. There's no ice. There, there is no icebreaker, okay? You ain't breaking the ice. We ain't breaking the ice. We ain't trying to break the ice, okay? They park. Instead of parking or pulling over, they literally turned their golf cart across the little road path, across the path that you drive the golf carts on. Literally. Like at the hole that they were at, rather than pulling off to, um, cause we were on, I was at, with the team that was a couple of holes behind them. We were coming up on, coming up on them. And, uh, so they lollygagging at the hole and they have parked their, uh, golf carts across the path where we would have to go around. Cause you, you already know this is their thing. Okay. And I'm like, damn. And it was like, oh, and it was just, it was so, it was blatant, just blatant. And I don't, I'm, I'm just saying buzz of the batch. I know that's a piece among the world, but I'm just saying this is, this is what's going on. And that was before Trump. Hell, that was doing Obama. And hell, it might've been, been doing Bush. I don't know. It was like, it's just, these are the things that, these are the things that go on. And, and we can say, let me tell you, if you are out there, you think it's all just because of Trump. You're going to be sad when the next president get in there because you're going to realize it didn't go nowhere. It didn't go nowhere in it's, it's life. And, I'm, and let's go on to why I think it, why I think this is too oftentimes the case is, let me do this. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm do one more thing and we'll, we'll just get back to some regular topics. There we go. All righty. Million Man March. This is, this is one of the reasons why. We have yesterday, October 16th, we're recording this on the morning of the 17th and, uh, and I was scrolling and I, I saw it and I kept thinking October 16th and I kept thinking like, man, what is that? What is that? And and why was it so hard for me to remember? Uh, simply because fellas, y'all don't, y'all just don't do enough. And I know y'all can't, can't, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Oh my God. I'm so tired of this. Um, it was, it's 
was considered the Day of Atonement. Let me go over here. Let me read to you what it's supposed to be. And it's, look, come right up on my screen because I was there. Okay, yesterday was October the 16th, the 24th anniversary of the Million Man March, called and led by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in 1995. Now, my son, now this is me, my son was born September 2nd, and I was supposed to go, but <laughs> you just had a baby. You ain't going nowhere. In fact, I ended up having some surgery um, a couple of days before that. So I was recuperating and still trying to get up out of here and go to the March, uh, simply because I was involved on the media side of it, uh, years prior. Uh, in fact, a year, years prior, I was one of the first to bring it. The fact that, uh, Honorable Lewis Farrakhan wanted to do, um, wanted to call together a million men. I was one of the first to put it on the airwaves. Uh, and for that, um, honor. So, it is also the holy day of atonement that black people establish and celebrate every year. Now let me let me let me tell you something. Okay. And here's the thing with black people is black people will shade like they'll go out here. They they first of all, I don't know, they feel like they feel like some of these other holidays were on drop down on the stones with the Ten Commandments, right? They 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 literally do. It's in the DNA. Black people can be persuaded by perception of any damn thing. But anyway. So they feel like these other holidays, like they not, none, no other holidays man-made. Man Ain't nobody come up with that. That's, you know, this, this whole religion thing that we, that goes on in America. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know about, I don't know about the diaspora, but let me just talk about these black folk I live with in America. Um, they will swear you down any other holiday. Okay. Any other holiday, but let black people try to do something conducive to their own uniqueness. And they got all hella stuff to say. Okay, um, disagreement and everything. And immediately after the Million Man March, man, days, hours after, days after, weeks after, it was absolutely wonderful. Now, there were some immediate controversies, as there always are. Um, but many were, many, I mean, you just, you just noticed an immediate difference because the, the, the visual that young men, old men, men of all ages got to see that, whoa, look at us. Look how we swarm together. Look at, look at our swarm. Look at our, I don't want to, I don't even want to use the word tribe no more because tribing done got us in a whole lot of trouble, but swarming, right? Let, look at the swarm. And, and for many of them, it was so eye opening to them to see that. And I know having had a child, had a child born in 1995, his being a male, Coming up, uh, born the year of the Million Man March, have, uh, and all the historic things that happened in his 24 years, and being the same age as the Million Man March, then having a black president, um, and then seeing leadership in his chosen career literally change to faces that look like him, as well as maintaining an understanding or learning that the, 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 what diversity truly means. Now, I don't like to talk diversity. Because it, it, too many times we perceive diversity as we need to downplay our unique trait. It's called covering. There's a book out there by Kenji Yoshino. Kenji Yoshino did the research uh, about how all these different segments, like you know, gender, uh, uh, sex, all whatever that thing is, national origin, um, that people are not supposed to discriminate by all these different things. Kenji Yoshino did the research and found out that. Many of these, many of these things that we, how we identify ourselves, that we disenfranchise our own selves first. That is why others are able to do it. 
So he was saying that women oftentimes are the problem for women. That's not to say the other. I'm not, that's not an, that's not an or thing. This is an and. Um, Hispanics, um, um, gays, blacks, um, what is Asians, all of those things, however it is you want to identify and move about the move, move about the planet, that first thing that you identify, there are problems within that you must first overcome before you deal with all of these other things. So even when we talk about policing issues that we have with policing, now we all know that by and large, that policing is a good thing. Um, but the visibility, the optics, let's use that word, the optics that we have on the bad things that, that are done by a very few cops, right? It plagues the entire population of police, right? To the point was, I told you, a, 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 a police officer that I know pulled up next to me and I could not even bring myself to make, like, look, all I saw was black and white over there, right? And this is a person who, who I, I know him, we're neighbors. And he was trying to say hello, <laughs> but he had to break down the walls first to even get my attention. And I realized that was him. And I'm like, and I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even let my guard down enough to engage with him to the point where, and then and, and two days in a row, two days in a row. And now I know he's like all in his feelings, like, Hey, what is going on? Because we all out here, we're trying to figure out what's going on. But how is it that first of all, Juneteenth, you know, black people, like you can't even get them to like, can we pop? They, they so afraid of, uh, of, of the, the slave narratives, the slave syndrome. And I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have, we don't even have slave syndrome. Cause if you know what slave syndrome really was slave syndrome means don't let that ever happen again. Right. If you look at the progress that black people made in before, during and after and coming through it, there's a reason they came through it. If we had that sin, you, if you had an ounce of that syndrome, we, we'd be far off than we were. Because, I mean, if you think about where people think, if you ask people about black history and, and, and they just don't get it. I mean, how could you in one breath say HBCU? That's, that's historically, historically means that, and if you look at the time, your HBCU was founded when? You're going to say 18-something, right? And, 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 but your mind, you don't have the optics to understand when that was. You don't have the optics to understand when that was because you don't take, yeah, I know everybody going to homecoming. It's homecoming, homecoming after homecoming, after homecoming, after homecoming. But when you go get all your homecoming bling and you put that 18 on there, I want you to, I want you, there's nothing in your mind that can recall back to the first one, the first two, the first three, the five, the church, the organization, to the founding of that. Because you don't realize that that was just two, three generations ago. I'm just saying. I mean, we were talking, we were in the kitchen the other day talking about Mary, uh, Mary Minerva Turn, Turnbow, Malone, Poro, 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 Poro. I'm trying to think. Pope. Where's the Pope? Pope and Roberts. Pope and Roberts, right. Uh, she had a bunch of husbands. I'm trying to remember all her names. Well, she's the sister that trained Madam C.J. Walker. So Madam, the millions that Madam C.J. Walker made 
uh, Madam C.J. Walker learned to make those millions from a millionaire. But you only have the optics that, oh, Madam C.J. Walker was the first millionaire. Well, this woman, one of the reasons she is not considered the first because she took her millions and hired, she took her money and hired 75,000 people. <laughs> okay. You know, so, so she's not, we don't call her boss, you know, cause she, she, she didn't have like all, all of her money. She was out there creating jobs, opening institutions, right? So those, those women, they weren't the rich bitches. Okay. We, we only celebrate the rich bitch and I'm sorry to use that language. Hopefully you had an earphone in and I don't mean to just drop words on that, but I'm just saying because for the past 20 years, that's been, bitches been the brand for women. Okay. They had to go to that in order to get some quote unquote respect. Right. So I want to go back to the million man March is it was October 16th or the 24th anniversary, which means net 2020. And this is the thing about, this is the thing about our folks who think ahead. This is the thing about our people who think futurism, right? You had a you had a million man march in nineteen ninety six, and the, so the twenty fifth reunion would be twenty twenty. So that's that's that that tells you right there how ordained it was because God and the universe functions on numbers and time, right? Time TikToks by what? By numbers. The 25th. Did they think 25 years from then, 2020? Uh, yes. Yes. That's why they were like, we got, we, I mean, 95, not 96. Was it 95? It was 95. We got to do this in 95. So by 2020, we're 25 years into this. What did they want to be 25 years into? Here's what they wanted to be 25. 25, you want to be, by 2020, you want to be 25 years into a national day of hold, a holy day of atonement that black people establish and celebrate every year. During this day, we are to follow the eight steps of atonement as pictured below. How many of you um, kept up those eight steps? In the, it is in the spirit of atonement that we shouldn't, by we, they mean the men, but that men should, let me read it like that. So y'all understand, because when we say we, y'all be thinking, Oh, let the women, we let the women, Oh, the women going to handle it. The women going to do this. And the women, I mean, I get so tired. It is in the spirit of atonement that men should ask all that men have offended in the past to accept men's, man's apology and to ask them as all of us for your forgiveness. I'm going to go back and read that again. So y'all, it says October the 16th, uh, was the 24th anniversary of the Million Man March called and led by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in 1995. It is also the Holy Day of Atonement that black people establish and celebrate every year. During this day, men are to follow, because it said we, and it's a Million Man March, so fellas, I'm assuming it's y'all, okay? We're going to assume it's men are to follow the eight steps of atonement as pictured below. It is in the spirit of atonement that men should ask all that men have offended in the past to accept man's apology and to ask them for forgiveness. The rest of us, uh, long live the spirit of the million man March. Now the eight steps of atonement were number one, someone must point out the wrong. Y'all got that down. 
Y'all, y'all can stick on that one for a minute. Number two, you must acknowledge the wrong. Number three, confess the fault. First to Allah, God, whomever you subscribe, then to those offended. Four, repentance, a feeling of remorse or contrition or shame for the past conduct, which was wrong and sinful. Number five, atonement, meaning to make amends and reparations for the wrong. Six, forgiveness by the offended party to cease to forgive, no, to cease to feel offense and resentment against another for the harm done. Seven, reconciliation and restoration, meaning to become friendly and peaceful again. Eight, perfect union with Allah God and with each other. Those eight things, ladies, the men, the man, the boy, or the uncle, the brother around you, get in the pause just for a minute, even if it's a day late, because you can't do it all in a day. But here we are, and I know you're gonna mention. Here's what's gonna happen: you're gonna mention the Million Man March. And then you're going to get the backlash and the lash back and the debate and, you know, well, they did this and, you know, we're not together and, and people are stuck on this and stuck on that and all that. But listen, you go, what about us? Let's just, with us, do you feel like it's anything? I mean, I know you, you ain't went 12 months and ain't offended nobody. I mean, uh, come on now. We just did, we just did a whole, what, couple of hundred podcasts episodes trying to get out of bed so it's some offending going on around here um but here's the thing too if you take that to say oh well we got it it, we got it's all about black and white or uh trumping this or hating that no it starts it starts at home because until you build up your own strong foundation it can't be torn down going out in the world when you when you can have that kind of strength on your own, going out in the world can't do nothing to you. When you have the optics of the swarm, the optics of the swarm of men that went to Washington, ne- not, never mind those who, who did it. And I got, and let me tell y'all, before the Million Man March in D.C., I got to see what happened the whole year. The whole year before the Million Man March, the way they communicated, because you wasn't you you a bunch of commercials out there, but the way they gathered the men was a whole year prior to that. Never mind the year prior to that, which all the planning went on, but the whole year prior to that, they went from city to city gathering. They had these gatherings in the city. And here in Atlanta in 1995, talk about vanishing, it took place in the old Omni, Omni International. It took place at the Omni, which was the Colise- Omni Coliseum, uh, which is now, it was torn down. And in that time, think about this now, in the time of the first million, the, the, the gathering to this, the gathering before the Million Man March, uh, one took place in Atlanta, took place in a number of cities, took place in a venue, a coliseum, that in a time span has been torn down, almost immediately after that, torn down, and another coliseum built up and has already been there 20 years. Okay? Not only that, in that time span, a coliseum was built next to that coliseum, a stadium, uh, a dome was built next to that one. This is what I'm talking about. This is how long you should have been celebrating your manhood. Okay. 
the a year before the Million Man March, nineteen ninety four. Let's do that. In nineteen ninety four, Farrakhan uh, went around went around the country gathering men. A stop was held in Atlanta in the Omni Coliseum, which was then torn down and a new state, a new arena erected. Next to that, a, a, a full on dome was built. And it was torn down. Next to that is Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which was built and probably going to end up being torn down because that thing got so much bad luck on it. They're probably going to end up having to tear that down because, and they tore down, they tore down churches in order to build that. And then they, they, anybody went over there and blessed it, throwing no holy water on it or nothing. So maybe y'all need to go over there and atone. <laughs> go over there and help them atone. And, uh, maybe since ain't nobody going to be in the stadium this weekend, they could, uh, uh, invite the brothers to come on down and watch the game and y'all can, y'all can all atone, atone together. But, um, don't, 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 don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Swarm again, swarm again and, and go through these eight. Someone must point out the wrongs Two, acknowledge the wrongs. Three, confess the fault Four, repentance, five atonement. Six, forgiveness, seven, uh, reconciliation, and eight, perfect union, perfect union with your God. Um, and those are those are the eight. The Million Man March has a Facebook page. Um, I'm not going to tell you to go to their Facebook page. I'm going to tell you to go over there to the, to the final call because I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Zuckerberg has banned Farrakhan off of Facebook, but the Million Man March uh, is over there on on Facebook, but please go, uh, let me see if I can get you their website, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna send you over there to Facebook, let's see, <laughs> wait, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sorry, to, uh, another link I saw, um, I'm seeing VanguardTVN.com, I don't know what that is, I don't know what that link is, but this is a Facebook page where, and there's a group as well, um, but definitely go over there. But it, there's a lot of information on here. And if you want to see some of the video, if you want to go back to the speeches, remember uh, one of the notable speeches, what what all the speeches were absolutely notable. But if you want to go back and, and check out some of the speeches, they have those They have those there as well as uh, some, of, some of the other things. Uh, and apparently on October 13th, they held something in Chicago. Um, let me see. I'm just scrolling the page. And... Scrolling the page, scrolling the page. There is some of the, um, oh, I was going to say for Maya Angelou stood out. Um, there was a young, there was several young brothers that brought a lot. But think about that. And if you have a son and you don't have anyone around you, you know, maybe you've got a young, young son, um, and you don't, you don't see it. You don't feel the spirit of it. I mean, I remember, I, I'll tell you, as a matter of fact, like I said, I had just given birth in September. My son was just months old. And I remember I was in a grocery store and Lord, it was time to breastfeed. And I was trying to check out, trying to go home. And these two brothers literally came up to me and they was like, sis. And they said, they just come, you know, back from the Mars. Uh, help me out. Let me help you out. And I, they paid, they like, let me, they finished my groceries and I went and sat down and, did a little nursing thing, took him a son, and I was like, whoa, where, where does that happen? Put the groceries in the car. I was like, and they was like, want to pay it for it from the, um, from the march. I saw several of my brothers come home. 
Um, I can talk about Bruce Griggs. Bruce Griggs, as a matter of fact, Bruce Griggs comes out of public safety, and he started um, a group. And I think, and so for the past twenty four years, um, Bruce Griggs has done a group. My our brother Derek Bozeman has Let Us Make Man, which is a, a conference for young men, uh, and they're doing more and more initiatives. It used to be an annual conference. Now they have ongoing ongoing things. My son went to the conference, uh, went to the first one, and, and another one. Um, and you already know the type of young man that I have because I made sure that this young man had amazing options. I made sure he maintained a relationship with his father. Uh, I made, made sure that he had mentors. Y'all don't sleep on mentoring. I'm telling y'all don't sleep on mentoring. Uh, and I know, let me talk to the, the single moms out there. Cause, and I don't wear that hat and I don't say it often, but I was, but I was like, look, this relationship thing ain't working out, but let me get me a village, right? Let me get me a village. And part of that village was I'm going to have a multi-generational household. And I went to my parents. I literally went to my parents because I was a single mother. I was like, listen, you know, I just remember you guys had an amazing, because my parents were divorced. They had a support system. My grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, you know, we had family. And I'm like, this thing is it, it, it's changing here. I'm out here trying to raise these kids. And, and you know, sorry to tell you this relationship thing ain't working. So, you know, I'm probably going to be single, but I'm not trying to be a single mom. And I, and I literally went to both my parents and I was like, mom, here's, and dad, this is what I need. You know, at the time I was out there trying to do the court, climb the corporate ladder and, and, you know, jobs, they put all kind of demands on you that have you neglect your children. And, and I've been telling them, listen, I don't know. I'm not neglecting my children now. Look, I, I, this work thing, you know, I'm good. And they were like, you're good. What do we have to do? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom first, you know. And, yes, I was able to do a lot of things and, 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 and a lot of opportunities came my way. But I, had to, I still had to say no to a lot of stuff because my priorities were my children. But that, there was a time when I was like, well, you know, let me, let me build a village so I don't have to always say no to things. And uh, I went to my mom and I was like, you know, I need some help. Um, because we, the time in the nineties, it was bad in the nineties. And in fact, my daughter and I were talking the other day, we, we passed by a place we used to live in, and I was like, man, man, we had some good times over here. She's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> she was like, mom, you don't understand these kids over here, man, they used to try to bully us. And I'm like, that's why I, I trained. I was for y'all. Somebody come at y'all, y'all go back at them, you know? Um, and that's why I always told them, y'all got each other. Can't nobody bully you. Can't nobody bully you. This is ours, you know. And uh, but at, I, I said that was a time when I got to see them come together as siblings. And she's like, but then when we moved over here, man, it was like this and this and that. And so we we did that reminiscent thing. And and I remember when it wasn't so great. And I was like, Mom, listen, I don't want my I don't want the, the what's going on in the neighborhoods and in the communities to get a hold of my kids. My kids. You know, they, they need to come home to somebody. My mother was like, okay, all right, let me do this. Let me do this. And so, and my dad, I remember, you know, I would have to travel. And let me tell you, dad was a granddad. Mom was a grandma. I was, in fact, I mean, it was a conversation. Listen, I need, I remember talking to my mom. I was like, I need you to be this kind of grandmother. Cause you know, we went in the area where, you know, the glam mom, she was a glam mom. That, that glam mom thing is going on. It's like, no, I need you to be like a Madea. We need a Madea up in here. And now, not even that. We need you to be a Bessie, and I need I need a Bessie, and I need a Gertrude, and I need a Sam. You know, I need I need I need a Joseph. I need I need because my son and my son's named after 
after all the men. My son has five names after all the men because when when people start calling your name, and I love that when my son says his name, he will say all. And I, and I went to I went to my mom and I said, listen, I need a Bessie, I need a Gertrude. I went to my dad and I said, I need a hey, I need a Sam and I need a Joseph. This is what this was. I need all of this. And I went to my cousins and my aunts and all this kind of stuff. And man, we crafted a village, and that's how you do it, moms. I remember talking to a young woman around about the time of this after this Million Man March, um, probably about. 2005 this young woman um because when i would go out in the community and do things i would always have my kids with me until they got to the point where it was like mom we don't want to go we don't want to volunteer no more we want to stay home want to play and all this kind of stuff because i was a volunteer I, I, I was a stakeholder i wasn't a volunteer because in the optics and the minds of people they always think that a volunteer is somebody that comes from somewhere and does something i lived where i volunteered right no i live here i'm they're like where are you from no i live here you live here too. I live here too. You know, just take a little bit more pride in, in what I've got. I'm sure you how to do that, right? And people would ask me as a mom, like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And I I met this young woman because I didn't I didn't walk around brokenhearted or with any kind of malice toward dads and all that kind of stuff, right? And so, and most of you know that because I, when I did radio, we talked about this. And I have, uh, anybody need a referral? I got a great lawyer for you if you're dealing with any of this stuff. And I got a great organization who's trying to heal from this stuff that I can refer you to. So this young woman came to me and she had moved here. She was trying to, she was basically caught up in the relationship. Um, and she was trying to say she was doing it because she wanted the son to be close to the dad. But, I mean, this, this whoever this guy was, he wanted nothing to do with them. He was just absolutely break, breaking the heart. And I don't know where he was literally drawing the line. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he was drawing the line with his child. I think there was just so much drama between them. And she was talking to me, and she was like, I can't decide whether to go home. And, and uh, she had, I was like, what's, what's home? And she had her parents, uncles. I said, wait, you got a son? who has uncles and you hear letting him go through heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak, you know, arguing with this man, trying to make this man be a dad who's not ready. He's not ready. And it has happened. And I'm not saying, and I talked to her about this whole thing of atonement that there's a, there's a level of atonement that we as moms have to do when the relationships don't work out. You got to let that go because you can carry that and you're going to carry it because women don't like to have made a mistake. And I'm sorry, that's what that was. But, you know, we live too fast. We go too far. And I remember telling her, you got to let this go. And like, you, you got to go home. You got to go home because you got to wake up and think about your son. You know, you're feeding him heartbreak after heartbreak. And then, and not only that, he's watching how, he's, he, 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 his pain is what you're feeling, you know, and you don't want to you don't want to raise that child. You don't want to raise that child who has watched their mom subject herself to this over and over and over again. He needs to see you full of life. He needs to see you without stress. He needs to see you being kind to yourself. He needs to see you not chasing this dude, not rolling up on this dude, not call. He don't need to see you texting and calling this dude and all this kind of stuff because they don't they don't have a connection right now because right now while you know that's his dad he know that's a man that has hurt you that's all he can see right now because he don't have any other kind of optics but i'm telling you let that go pack it up go home put him in a loving environment and then remove yourself from a situation and if dad and he are going to have a relationship you're going to have to get out of it you're going to have to let that go 
I'm telling you, you don't need to raise children. I mean, you gotta you fight for yourself and you stand up and you defend yourself, but you don't self-inflict. We don't self-inflict, understand. Because you raise children who then self-inflict. I'm just saying, a little bit of hindsight from having raised four kids is like to this day, as my kids still get like a little bit of glimpse of what was based on what they saw, like, wait, what? You were dealing with this when? Oh, I was always dealing with it. I was always dealing with it. I never let it stop me. I never let it, I never let it stop me. It hurts. It hurts like hell. You don't know. But and, 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 and even to that fault, I feel like I probably should have shown a little bit more. Like, because y'all don't really know some of this stuff. You know, I ain't like Tyler Perry. I ain't running around here putting it all up in the press release about, you know, being homeless and all that kind of stuff. I ain't made a billion dollars. I can't talk about that yet. <laughs> because I didn't, one, I didn't have time to sit in it. It's like he had time. He could, Tyler Perry could sit in his car and eat his cookies. You know, with his mama living down the road. I'm like, uh-uh. I had four kids. It's like, no, we, let me fix this, like, right now. Let me make this transition like, so that they don't even know nothing happened. Right? Oh, mom, we got something new. We, honey, it's all new. Okay? Like, they don't even, they don't, they don't even understand. They, you know, but kids are processing. Kids are processing. They see the worry. You know, they just realize, like, wait, all of a sudden everything was new. Where'd all, where'd all the old stuff go? Honey, mommy fixed that. Mommy did that. Mommy did that, and you ain't missing a beat because that's what mommies do. You're not going to miss a beat up in here. But anyway, let me move on. And I, I say that everybody, listen, that's not just my story. Everybody has those stories, and we have to take time. And there's so many times in the year, and I don't know why we give pushback on it. I don't know why we didn't stop and pause and let the world know. Do you think, you think of that officer rolling up on Atiana? had the optics of the swarm and the swarm happening. And I'm calling it the swarm. I'm calling it the swarm. If that officer, because if every year on October the 16th, you put those optics out there of how black men swarm, right? If you put that out there, you think he would have rolled up in that neighborhood and pulled and had that gun and shot her in four seconds. You think he would have did that? If he had the optics of what a swarm looked like, like, wait a minute, if I don't, if I don't, if I put this uniform on and if I go to that precinct and I get in that car and I, and I go down that street and if I, and, cause he knows there's no swarm because you think of, well, you know, they came home and we don't know where the money went. They passed the buckets and the barrels and we don't know where the money went. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. Cause he knows what he knows what his he knows who's swarming. That officer he ain't scared. Cause he knows who's he knows he can hear. Bzz. He knows what the swarm looks like for him. He knows they are swarming to find his defense in this. And he knows half of that swarm, half of those that swarm, if not more, look like us. Gonna swarm and throw this young lady under the bus. He knows she's gonna be thrown under the bus. He just seen Judge Huggable come up out of her damn judge's chambers. And hug the last murderer. He knows what the swarm looked like because y'all don't want to swarm. You don't want to swarm on October the 16th. You don't want to swarm on Juneteenth. You don't want to you don't want to swarm because you think they may so you don't want to swarm at Kwanzaa. Because oh, those are some black made-up holidays. Hell, every holiday on the calendar is a made-up, sanctioned by a community. Cause y'all don't want to swarm. Buzz it or bash it at hour into this thing. Let me get on. Let me get on to the next. I mean, y'all, where's your swarm? Your swarm is your optics. 
Barack Obama, eight years in the White House, 21st century policing, tried to get folks to swarm on Beer Summit Day. And yes, I tweeted the president. I'm like, you could have handled this at Beer Summit Day, but you coward. You, you backed off. You had a Beer Summit Day with Skip Gates and Officer, what's his name? The officer that arrested Bill, arrested Bill, uh, Skip Gates, arrested Skip Gates, told Skip Gates to step outside of his own home. And arrested him on his own porch because he couldn't get his own door open. And a neighbor who lived by him every day talking about somebody was breaking in his house. And it was him. Who taught at at the same damn university. Walked past him every damn day. He looked like a criminal because his door is jammed. And he over there trying to get his door open. And, and you don't, that don't look like your neighbor. You ain't like, neighbor, you need a screwdriver? No, you like, let me call the police. This man over here about to break in this door. Because that's all you see. That's all you train. Because that's what, that's what you see. Like, y'all stop. And I, I understand. Everybody came down on, on Barack Obama because he had the beer summer day. So he, he's like, let me, just, let me just pass this off to a committee. They'll, they'll set up the 21st century policing. Go out there on C-SPAN and watch the videos. The 21st century policing with all the black mayors and all the black top cops. And, and let them tell you how they're trying to get the training to, to a point of de-escalation. And, and stop with the shoot to kill at will. Um, how they took them to Amsterdam. Uh, Poland, not Poland, Amsterdam. I'm trying to think where they, I think I know they went to Amsterdam. They, they went to another, a couple places and realized, oh, this is not a problem around the world because they have, they have other techniques. Well, the one technique that you need to have is not just swarm at the visual, you know, don't just swarm because another one is dead. Don't just take the black, the black mothers on tour, crump. Don't just take them on tour. Don't just go write a book and publish a book. Swarm. It's time to swarm. And I'm, I mean, like, put that visual out there that we are still a diaspora. We are still connected. We still care about each other. Because I know, you know, you get your paycheck and you got your job and you can't say this, you can't like that, you can't share this, can't go to the swarm. You know, you got your Malcolm X Festival. Oh, I'm going to go, but I ain't going to post. You know, I'm going to go get me a good kale wrap, but I ain't going to post it, you know, because then somebody, you know, honey, please, you better learn how to filter. You better learn. Go over there to askdryerbuzz.com and learn how to filter so you won't be like me a day late trying to remember what was October the 16th and realizing it was the annual anniversary of the Million Man March. And, and I was thinking about a good kale wrap because I even posted the other day. I was like, because I knew it was time. Because it's time to atone. My body, my body is sending me sick. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be eating something real raw and real fresh right now. What, what is it? Well, you know, it's it's time to atone. It's time to it's time to fast. It's time to clean. It's time to detox. When do you do that? Uh, around the Million Man March, October 16th. You know, you kind of start getting getting stuff in order. You know, from the Million Man March to to Kwanzaa. You know, and all those different things. You start. You know, there's a, there's a, you already talking about the seasons change, but see, they got you so caught up with the swarm of pumpkin, pumpkin everything. You don't forget you're supposed to be swarming with the cat, with not the kid, not the kid. You know, not the kid. You you getting ready for the chili cook-off when you're supposed to be getting ready, getting ready for the fast and the natural foods, getting ready, planning the Kwanzaa menu. Um, 
but atoning. You're supposed to be fasting and atoning. And I'm like, but you, you so you so messed up because all these other swarms and all these other signals are coming at you. You know, you're in your kitchen trying to think about, well, you know, because I know when I start saying the pumpkin, I got to start countering all that pumpkin stuff with the sweet potato stuff, you know, because we ain't doing no pumpkin up in here. We, we sweet potato. We team sweet potato up in here, right? Which means the yams. And the yams don't come but from one place, okay? Yams is not an American thing. Sweet potato, yeah, that's all they had. But you're going to go try to find some yams. You got, that means, you guess what? You got to go to a black business and get some yams. See, it's, it's that season. I'm, I've been waiting on the frost, the first frost, because I want some collard. I'm not, I'm not eating more collard greens until the first frost. Like people are like, what you mean you're not eating collard greens? What what you mean you eating collard greens? What they do that? <laughs> you ain't supposed to be eating no collard greens right about there. <laughs> collard greens ain't ready to the first frost. And my good girlfriend had to tell me that, like, I was gonna cook some collard. She's like, wait, you didn't wait for the frost? I'm like, okay, school me. I'm like, why I don't remember? Try walking in grandma's backyard to put pick some of them collars. No, no, no. You're going to wait for the first frost because there's things that's got to happen, right? So all that good nutritive stuff will be in there that go into your body, okay? No, I'm not eating no mac and cheese. I know y'all running over there getting all that mac and cheese from all them places. Uh-uh, I don't want no mac and cheese, not right now. I don't need, no, I don't need all that cheese and dairy right about now. That's that's a winter food. That's Those are foods you eat after the harvest. Y'all ain't harvest. It, harvest ain't ready. It ain't ready, you know? And, I, and I'm being facetious. Because it's something that I'm coming back to in my own realization. So I'm not even trying to put it out there like that's something I've always known or always respected or always honored. I'm just saying, I think if we get back to these things, we wouldn't have to worry about a black woman dying in her own home in front of her nephew in four seconds. Only given four seconds to identify herself. There would be, there wouldn't be, there would, would, wouldn't be nobody running up on, running, running up on her home with the guns drawn because the neighbor done said they need a wellness check. She can't even go visit her family. You know, it's like, gosh. Imagine if there was a swarm just yesterday, a small swarm. Imagine if there was a swarm just yesterday. That grand jury that's getting ready to convene and let this guy off the hook, they would be thinking twice. Because guess where a swarm should be happening? In Texas. But y'all, y'all, y'all didn't even want to. We why why did we not why did we not roll up on Texas? Imagine if we swarmed on Texas for Juneteenth. Now, and I ain't saying swarm and spend hundreds of millions of dollars. I ain't saying go down there and 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 profit everybody. I'm just saying, what if there was an annual swarm of us going to Texas down there where the last of our people found freedom? The last of our people found freedom. Well, I ain't going to say the last of them because, hell, even after that, there were still some down here in Georgia just 20 years ago, 18 years ago. 18 years ago, and probably still to this day, there were people found in the state of Georgia uh, down, I guess, I think it was somewhere down the, down the line here, uh, who, thought they, who, who didn't know they were free who didn't know they were free, who didn't even know what was going on just up the road, had no idea what was going on just up the road. Saw, saw the people and like, whoa, whoa, what, what's this? Where they coming from? Who are they? What, what, what? No idea. Had no idea. 
because we don't swarm enough. We don't swarm. I'm going to thank y'all, though, for swarming on this uh, podcast. Before I get out of here, I did get a chance. Oh, positive passion. I do want to get on. I'm like, do I even go on a lighter note on this? I was going to talk about the Falcons. I want to talk about them. Um, bad product on the field. Um, how are they going to, how are they going to fix it? I think, let me tell y'all, I have taken a glance at their social media. Um, social media is hurting, hurting the product. Um, they posted some pictures of the Falcons out there working out. Let me see if I can, can I do this? Will this go over there? Hold on. Let me switch. We'll go ahead and do a little bit on the Falcons. Nope. It didn't go. I didn't save it. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Did I get that one? Nope. Nope. All right. This one I know. Let me see. Nope. I'm going to have to go back to the picture. My videos only because my iCloud is my iCloud is saving right about now. So that means my other videos are probably not going to play. I was going to play a couple of videos. But since the conversation was so good about the swarm, um, I'm going to leave it there. And uh, I got a chance to meet Sterling K. Brown. Let me shout him out. Um, He was in Atlanta last night. Let me see. Can I put that on there? In this movie, Waves. It's actually coming to theaters. I think it's on the screen. Um, That doesn't look right, so let me take that off. So I got a chance. I really wanted to play that video, but it's in my... It went back to the cloud, so I can't play the video. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Um, I, one of the reasons I really wanted to meet Curl, Sterling, I, I have to say his name wrong every time. One of the reasons I really wanted to meet Sterling because um, he's, this guy is, is amazing in what he is delivering now via his, his, his talent and his art. Uh, for those of you that watch This Is Us and then uh, this film. Now, the film was a bit long, um, and but it was... It was still, he was really good. Um, you've seen him in Black Panther. You've seen him in another show. So he's, he's actually coming out in something else. And I guess, think another couple of, he got, a, he got a number of projects out there. But we watch him every week on Tuesdays and This Is Us. And This Is Us is us, y'all. It is us. Uh, people are just enamored with the relationship that he plays uh, with his on-screen wife, uh, Randall and Beth, the couple and their family, and, and the things that, you know, this this television show runs the gamut of everything that everybody is dealing with uh, in its first couple of seasons. And you couldn't help but, but to cry every night, every episode. First season did us all in. Um, this 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 season, last season, you know, it, it's taken a little bit for each show to kind of hit its climax, but uh, you still love the moments of, the black love moments on this show. And it's about... Um, it's about a family that adopted a black guy. Um, they had triplets and they lost the child. Um, at the same time, he was quote unquote abandoned and they took home three babies and he was one along with their two surviving and raised them as triplets kind of sort of, you know, and so you got a chance to see that experience. Now that's for y'all that don't know during, again, because we don't have the optics of it. Tell it Hollywood, Hollywood, blame Hollywood. Hollywood hasn't let us play together as much as we'd like to. Um, and be in 
pretty much most of us, whatever perception we have, we get it through these screens. Now we've got our social media screens, we had our television screens, our movie screens, and then even before that radio and on through that radio, and then of course print, right? And so there were gatekeepers, um, and the gatekeepers are dying off, right? They're dying off and they're losing control. So we're getting more and more lens on just simply who we are. So, and I don't know about you guys, but I have friends that grew up or friends or associates. I don't have friends. I have associates that grew up in those environments that were adopted into other families and, and lived with such an otherness. And we had otherness in the white house, Michelle Obama in her book, becoming Michelle Obama, uh, talks about the otherness, you know, the fact that she was a black female. She had a, she had her lineage and she married Barack Obama, who, as you know, is a mixed kid, uh, and had his lineage. And so, and there's this otherness and she talked, but she's also talked about the otherness of the, is that part that we don't deal with. And so society hasn't necessarily dealt with it. So now we have this television show, um, but you have to always be mindful and respectful of the fact that somebody's life. It might not be yours. It might not be a discussion. This is some of y'all that irk my nerves on social media. It might not be your. It might not be a discussion that you have to have. But too often we just want to get in the way and not let the discussion happen. Like I don't believe that. Why are we talking about this? Why is that happening? Why are these people in their emotions? Because it's their lives. It's their experiences. You got to let people have. You got to let everybody share out here. That was one of the reasons why I absolutely loved. Twitter when Twitter came around, even though we had already had audio, visual chat rooms and, and social media had run the gamut, Twitter came and dialed us back to just 140 characters. And even though it's a little bit more than now, just dialed us back to, okay, say something, but be clear and concise with it. And you can only engage with a person unless you read what they said in an entirety, right? You got to, you got to, even though people still love to pick a word and go on that, you, I love the fact that Twitter, Twitter made everybody's opinion count for something, even if it's Trump's, you know, it's still, cause you still need to know and let people express themselves. You either, you go, okay, well, we can engage, we can agree to disagree, or we can just, you know, realize that I never want to cross paths with this person, or I always want to be in the presence of this person. I need a little bit of this, or I need a little bit of that. You get to, you get to curate, you know, you get, you get to grant permissions. And I, I love coming on here and giving people that their permission back. You get to grant permission for what is, let me put, let me take that off and put myself back over there. Um, you get to grant that permission. That's yours, right? You get to decide that. And so, uh, here, let me do this one. I ain't used that one in a minute. Let me try. I got to sneeze. Bless me. Sorry, I had to see. There I am in the fall with my fall hat on. Y'all, somebody took my hat. Somebody took my hat. That was me in the library as, I, as a blogger, always doing research. Let me tell y'all, the library got to sneeze again, I think. Let me sip my lemonade. The library is still your best co-working space for y'all who are looking for co-working space. I hope that canceled out the sneeze. But um, so go hang out in the library. Let me tell y'all, the library has gotten some amazing funding. Like I said, the gatekeepers are dying off. And some of these younger politicians are in there now. And they are busting these budgets wide open. Like, why is this $150,000 trillion sitting over here unspent? 
because that that little that little tight wad that was in the in that office before you wouldn't sign off on nothing. Okay, well spend this hundred thousand dollars on these libraries. Spend this two million over here. You know, so money's been spent all up and around us. Um, and definitely in the library. So if you're looking for a co-working space, honey, go check out your new library. You know my favorite co-working space right now? The bowling alley. In fact, I'm probably going to end up going. Let me tell y'all. The bowling alley at lunchtime. It's so many meetings going on in the bowling alley. And I know, yeah, it's noisy. It's noisy. But, honey, for those of you that like a bunch of white noise and sound around you. And some of the bowling alleys, honey, have upgraded the kitchen and the lounges and all that kind of stuff. I need to find a couple of those and and, uh, and get some sponsors on this thing. But, um. They're pretty good. I, I I I was out and about last week and I couldn't I had a couple of meetings and I couldn't get back and wait for traffic to die down. And I was like, let me just go sit, I'm gonna go chill at the bowling alley. And um and, and I could work and edit, you know, I always always editing podcasts and videos and things like that. But um some of them still got the old kitchen, but some of them have really upgraded. And uh and so if you're looking for um just spaces, because I know we're everybody's at a work from home. Uh, a lot of people are at work from home and go, go chill out. It's work from home is pretty much a work from anywhere right now. And, uh, and, and I, you know I me, mean? you've heard me podcast, you've heard me podcast from anywhere, but let me get ready to get out of here at an hour and 20 into this. Um, you know, and just remind you guys that how to get out of bed. We're going to go ahead and do, we're going to go ahead and do a buzz of the batch because there's so much that has us scrolling and trolling. And I actually, have an offer um that I'm considering about doing a morning show. I just don't want to drive nowhere. I don't. So I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm I'm pondering some decisions, but when I think about what I'm what I want to do this season, I don't know that I will be stationary enough um to do that. But buzzer bash it. Go over there, let me tell you. Um uh, if you go to dryerbus.com, I'm trying to bring this back up and look down the timeline and make sure I have everything. If you go to dryerbus.com, if you heard us say anything, uh, are you looking for something? Um you can let me go over to the page because I think I had one more thing. But let's see here. Come on, thing. It's like, uh, no, I don't want to participate. I don't want to participate in whatever it is you're trying to do right now. I tell you, Facebook, I'm trying to go over here. And again, I'm seeing more shares. Oh, I know what I need to tell you. When we talk about Tatiana, her services are this weekend at the Potter's house in, um, in Texas. And so, um, I think Friday are private services and then Sunday is, you know, Saturday will be her services. Just like that, y'all, just like that. Just gone. Brilliant young lady, pre-med, pre-med she was, um, but just, just gone because this officer, he, he doesn't have the optics of the swarm. He doesn't, they know, they know once they hurt us, we'll pull out, look at the dog. It's like, you finish. Um, they know they have. They know that you know we'll pull out a podium. You know we'll we'll say some things. We'll take another black. We'll add another black mother to the tour. Black grandmother. We'll add them to the tour. You know they'll get to go to all the quote unquote annual million dollar conventions that black organizations do. Um, they just wrapped up a season of. of and let me tell y'all, 
Black organizations just spent, I count them. Each, imagine, let me tell y'all, for every black organization that has an annual convention, you can add $100 million. Because, and this was back in the day, they used to send me these press releases. You know, we're going to D.C. and we're going to Texas. We're going to Bahamas. And we're going here and there. And we're going to spend $100 million. We're going to infuse $100 million into the ecosystem. So if you think about all these organizations, all of them, with these annual conventions, $100 million a piece, right? Now, to that, and you could actually say $150 million. Um, because if you go, if you go on there, go to the organization's page, I'm going to tell y'all how to do this. When you see them, go to their, go to their conference or their convention page and you go over to the sponsors or the advertisers. Let me see. I gotta, let me check this out right quick. Uh, hold on. That was Sean saying good morning. I know, I know you heard me. You heard me some guys talking. I was pulling that up, trying to catch that. If you go over to any organization that you hear out there, I'm talking sororities, fraternities. I'm talking um, um, 100 black men, 100 black women. I'm talking uh, NAAC, NAAC, start In fact, start at the NAACP. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go over to the NAACP website, and I want you to look for the link that says, Fund a project. I want you to go. I want you to look up there. Um, submit for a grant. I want you to find those links. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that was cricket. I'm just saying. But then I want you to go. I want you to go to the NAACP website, and I want you to go to the where it says convention, and then I want you to go for go down there. There's a PDF down there for the sponsors, and I want you to look at that that sponsor list, and you're gonna see. A hundred thousand dollars to sponsor a reception. Um, hundred fifty thousand. Hell, let's do it in real time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in real time. Let me see if my other device will let me. Oh, I got damn. I've got a whole desktop sitting here. I hate the desktop, y'all. I hate my desktop. Let me see. Hold on. Let me go. N A A C P. Let's. Let's. I'm gonna give you some math. I'm gonna give you some math. Cause I'm sorry. Yesterday was the day of atonement. Yesterday was the day of atonement. And what did it say? Acknowledge what's wrong. Let me let's acknowledge what's wrong. Because if you go over to the NAACP and you say you need now you need now you need money now you need money to bury Atiana. Um, where where are we gonna get that from? It's at the Potter's house. That's that's the that's the largest church down there. Somebody's paying for that NAACP convention. All right, so we're gonna go. Um, y'all heard me typing. Heard my nails. Let's see. NAAC pension. I mean, convention about the convention. Uh, as a matter of fact, theirs is. What is that? Um, something. There's something coming up. This is October. Did they move it? Okay, their old PDFs are coming up. That's something in my search history. All right, hundred and tenth. But that, damn, they got number. They they shouting out numbers all over the place on this thing. Okay, uh, the national convention is a recap. Uh, but then they got join us in Detroit, the fiftieth annual NAACP experience. Uh, whatever that is. Let's see here. All right, so we got you got your press center. 
and they've got credentials, but then there's a sponsor link. There's a sponsor link on here, y'all. I don't see the get a grant. I don't see the help me find. Let me see. Okay. Um, submit for funding. I don't see that. I don't see apply for a grant. I don't see fund your project. I don't see fund your community center. I don't see that, but I see sponsors. And then I'm looking for, what is that? Where's that nice little, where's that nice little PDF there? Hotels, getting here, parking, free events, free events. I'm on the sponsor page, but I guess since this already happened, I don't see that PDF that I'm looking for. There's a PDF. Oh, oh. Presenting sponsor was Airbnb. <laughs> now that ought to tell you something. Airbnb, Airbnb got up here beyond... The chairman sponsors, uh, Airbnb is the first one, the president sponsors, game changers, advocacy sponsors, uh, partner sponsors, but I don't see the link. I don't see it. Let's see. Hold on. I know it's there. It's, is it under the about? Hold on. I know where it is in the recipe. I'm going over the NWCP. I know I need to end this. We got a few minutes. We got two minutes. Hold on. I see. Become a member. Donate. Uh, let's see here. I want that. I want it. Okay, so they don't have that footer on there. Y'all know I want to find this, right? Oh, don't forget that. Let me tell you, the census is coming up. Don't forget the census is coming up. Oh, the Image Awards is also. Let me see. Link for scholarships way down here. Employment scholarships at youth organization. Hold on. Mm hmm. Nope. Wait. Ha, 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 ha. There's that PDF. I knew I'd find it. You are listening to how to uh, buzz it or bash it with dryer buzz. Okay, these are the, these are the, um. Okay, so this is the Image Awards. So if you want to sponsor the Image Awards, uh, the presenting sponsor is $500,000. Premier sponsor $250,000, primary sponsor $200,000, supporting sponsor $150,000, partner sponsor $100,000, uh, submission sponsor $250,000, social media and digital sponsor $200,000, uh, entertainer of the year sponsor $150,000, hospitality suite sponsor. Now, y'all know I love me a good hospitality suite. $50,000 hotel key sponsor, $50,000. Um, those are, those are some of the, the sponsorship. Now that's just for the image awards. And the sad part about it is even in those amounts, uh, and you look at, you look at the sponsor page, you don't even, it's like, it's like, it's not even overwrought with black businesses. 
It's it's like those those amounts right there. In fact, I I don't even see a, a bevy of black brands on here. In fact, I can't even point out one. Um, okay, so I'm I'm like seriously at those amounts, and we always talk about support black business. Don't make let's get back to the swarm. We always talk about support black business. And those amounts right there, less than all of them, all of them less than a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, less than $500,000, $500,000 is the top one, top, top one. No, the premier sponsor. What year was this? No way. Yeah, this is a PDF for what year? 2016, 2017. Okay. So at that time, and even at that amount, it's still, it's still major brands who, literally who, who major brands that we have issue with in our community. See, that's another thing when things happen. I mean, we've had some bad, I'm not even going to say who these brands are, but we've had backlash with pretty much all of them. We've had backlash, some backlash and lashback with pretty much all of all of these sponsors. So that's what they do. They're like, okay, go, go sponsor something at the NAACP and then I'll be okay. The presenting sponsor was 500,000. Like, when you start seeing the Image Awards and you see that name, that immediate name, they they bought us for less than a million dollars. Stop it. it. It should be 10, 15, 20, 100 million dollars at this point. Because black, we're talking about black excellence. We're talking about black excellence. And you know, and, and his, it, talk about the swarm. Look how many people are still giving pushback on just celebrating Black History Month. Like, why is it February? Why is it the shorter? Because of the birthdays that it acknowledged. I was about to say something else, right? Because of the births in February that are acknowledged for Black History Month, uh, because it's a made-up holiday, just made-up celebration, just like everything else. But guess what? Now everybody got a month. There's a month. Everybody got a month out there now. Even like the Oscars, everybody want to go to the Oscars. Well, guess what? We were celebrating Black History Month years before the Oscars. We we were we were honoring each other so much so you out there trying to be second when you were actually first. Stop it. That's why you need to get that's why you need to swarm more. Swarm y'all. Okay, listen, get off my podcast. Go find your swarm. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to play the in, in, outro because <laughs> I've been on a long time and my cloud is like wait you adding more to this phone we can't take it all yes i am doing this podcast on my phone if you want to learn how to rock a podcast meet me over here at dryerbuzz.com i will tell you how you can rock a podcast like girl how you find time to podcast daily i always have a lot to say number one and uh, and i have time to do that and i'm going to i want it to be done by 11 and i'm about to be i'm about, I'm about to be done at 11, but listen, swarm y'all, um, especially swarm this weekend for all the hearts that are broken, that we lost a sister. We lost a, 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 a great sister, a young pre-med student doing everything right, everything right. They keep telling us it's got to be, it's something y'all are doing. It's something y'all are doing wrong. It's something y'all are doing that keeps making these, these cops and, and these, these people uneasy. Honey, this is God's green earth. God's green earth. And y'all keep taking from us and keep taking. You're going to cause us to swarm. I'm just saying. Uh, but go get your swarm on and and figure out um, what it is you need to do. Atone. I want, I'm going to ask you to stop and atone. I know we're a day late. 
we are in fact a day late and if I need someone to end I do want to end on this again on this uh March let me let me go back I'm just going to go through the top eight and I know it's me and let me tell you get to a point where the man in your life can step into step into this role where he can um point out the wrongs acknowledge the wrongs confess the fault repentance atonement forgiveness um reconciliation and perfect our union let let the person in your life get to that point where they y'all can do that y'all even a day late thanks a lot facebook (laughs) for telling us a day late that Yesterday was the 24th anniversary of the Million Man March. Um, but listen, we get re- we're headed into Kwanzaa season, and some of us are going to talk about it early. So get ready. Stop, stop downplaying your unique traits. Stop covering, guys, and people will stop coming at us. All right? All right, everybody, let me see. Let me see if I can get you to do me this favor. Nope. It ain't going to do it. It's like, no, you've been on too long. You've been on too long. All right, y'all. I do thank y'all for listening to Buzz and Abash It. Um, go to dryerbus.com. Follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But listen, if you go to dryerbus.com, you'll be able to choose your channel. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Go now to dryerbus.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.